Welcome to the Gospel Reveal podcast. My name is Michael, your host and teacher. Here at the Gospel Reveal podcast, we teach sound biblical doctrine for you to love the Bible, but also for you to grow in your faith. We've been on a series on the signs that Jesus performed in the Gospel of John. The last time we looked at part one of the resurrection and the life, and that is the account, the sign of the raising of Lazarus. And today we are going to complete this series. We're going to look at part two of the raising of Lazarus. So let's go over to the message. We come to part two of the resurrection and the life. The last time we learned about Jesus delaying in coming to the rescue of healing Lazarus and Lazarus has died. And so for part two, we are going to look at the declaration and the demonstration and how they are linked The last time we learned that Jesus delayed because he wanted to display his glory, but also for his disciples to have faith in him and for them to continue in faith. And as we come to this last part of this account, we're going to see how Jesus is, this sign caused two responses. And so I want us to quickly go into it. So we pick it up here in verse 17. We now know that Lazarus has passed away and his two sisters, Mary and Martha, were just crying and they've given up hope because their master, their Lord, didn't make it in time. But from the angle of Jesus, he delayed for a reason. So now verse 17. Now when Jesus came, he found that Lazarus has already been in the tomb for four days. So Jesus wasn't surprised that Lazarus has been in the tomb for four days. And you know, there was a reason why Jesus delayed. We talked about it the last time, but here's an interesting point to make. You see, according to Jewish culture according to Jewish tradition at that time they believe for some reason or the other that when someone dies their spirits will hoover on top of their body for at least for three days and so here Jesus was making a point of making sure that Lazarus is really really dead and he had died so they wouldn't have any shadow of a doubt of what he was about to do. So Jesus purposely set up this thing up to clear all doubts. And so the scene is, Jesus was approaching Bethany at his own risk for his life. And as he was approaching, if you read the verses, verse 20, Martha went and met him by the way, but Mary remained in the house. And here we see the two sisters' characters at play. If you remember in 
the other gospel, when Jesus visited them, you know, Mary sat at Jesus' feet, but Martha was busy cooking. And obviously, Martha complained to Jesus. And Jesus said to him, Martha, Martha, you worry about a lot of things, but Mary has chosen the right thing. And so we learned that Mary is more calm and reflective, but Martha is kind of like the one who is active. Some would say she's hyper. She's the practical one. And so Martha left the house and went to meet Jesus halfway as Jesus was approaching Bethany. And here in verse 21 to 25, Jesus is going to make his grand declaration, the exchange they had, Martha and Jesus. So let me read it. Verse 21 to 25. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, If you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. So here we see the exchange between Jesus and Martha. And this leads to this grand declaration of I am the resurrection and the life. And we can see that Martha actually believed in Jesus. He actually believed in the resurrection. But it's the resurrection on the last day. And that is absolutely theologically true and spotten but jesus was not only referring to the last day resurrection he was also referring to the immediate he made this grand declaration that i am the resurrection and so therefore i am able to raise anyone from the dead at any time and this is something i am about to do you see No one, no religious leader or prophet has ever made such a statement except for Jesus. You see, when he says, I am, he was actually referring to himself as God. What a statement for someone to make. He's saying that I am the resurrection. I can raise people from the dead, but also I can give them eternal life. I am the access. I am the only way. And why do we need resurrection? As we can see, Lazarus was dead. You see, human beings are dead people because we are sinners. Sin leads to death. For the wages of sin is death. In the beginning, it was perfect. God created the world. And we see in the accounts of Genesis chapter 1 and 2, Human beings were in perfect relationship with their creator. But then they choose to do the wrong thing, to sin, to rebel against God. And that leads to death, destruction. But then God in his mercy, God in his love, God in his grace announced the gospel. Genesis 3.15 tells us, that the seed of the woman will crush the serpent's head. Who was that seed? The seed of the woman is Jesus. 
That seed is the seed of Abraham, the son of David. And Jesus came into the world. He lived a perfect life, the life you and I to live perfectly obedient to God. But then God judged him. He was killed, crucified, dead, and buried. But on the thought that he conquered death and he's alive. And those who believe in him, trust in him, will have eternal life. Jesus is the conqueror of death. He crushed the serpent's head. He made a public spectacle of him, triumphing over him by the cross. Resurrection comes before life. And this was what Jesus was about to do. Ephesians 2.5 tells us, I'm paraphrasing, that we were dead in our trespasses, but God raised us. You and I are not able to raise ourselves from the dead. Dead people don't speak, and so it's Christ who can save us, who can raise us from the dead. God is the one that can raise us, not ourselves. And 26.27 says, I'm reading verse 26, verse 26 and 27. Jesus followed up to saying that I am the resurrection and the life. He says, and everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the son of God who is coming into the world. Question. Do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God? Martha does. Because if you don't, then you will be damned. And the only way you can have eternal life is through faith in Jesus. And that's the good news of the gospel. And so with that incident with our exchange between Jesus and Martha Mary was still in the house and so Martha went and called his sister Mary and Mary was in the house with the professional mourners you know this Bethany family they were wealthy and you know in Jewish culture in those days when you have someone passed away you will hire a professional mourner to cry and mourn with you, people to wail, people to cry. As an African, I get that. Because when there is a passing in someone's house, I will hear the neighbor, people crying, family, friends wailing. You will know that is a funeral. Someone in that house has passed away. So it's kind of this scenery. In first century Israel, this is what people do they will hire professional mourners. And so Mary was with these mourners. And Martha called her. And so she went with Martha to meet Jesus halfway. And as she saw Jesus, she fell at Jesus' feet, started crying, saying that, Master, if you were here earlier, my brother would not have died. And you know, with all the sorrow, with all what's going on, in response, 
Jesus was deeply moved and troubled in his spirit, as verse 33 tells us. You see, the meaning of the word deeply moved implies anger and outrage. But the question is, what was Jesus' outrage about? Was it the case that he was sympathetic to Martha and Mary? Or was it the case that it was outrage at sin which leads to death? Well, neither. If Jesus was sympathetic, if that what this verse means, because he is sympathetic and loving to this Bethany family, he wouldn't have stayed two days. But the case is, he knew that Lazarus, he would raise Lazarus from the dead. That wasn't the case of his outrage. But also, was it the case of sin that leads to death? Well, Jesus' work on the cross is to conquer sin and death. And so that is something that must have been on his mind throughout his life. So what's the answer then? Well, I'm going to let Donald Guthrie answer it for us. I'm going to read a quote from this theologian. I think he put it perfectly well. And I quote, It may well be that something of the pathos of human suffering was bearing on Jesus as he knew that his own cup of suffering was so close. The troubling of his spirit proceeded from within. Perhaps it was his knowledge of the strength of unbelief of some of them who would oppose him even after witnessing the raising of Lazarus. And so here, Donald is saying two things, that Jesus had the weight of his suffering on his mind, but also the the, the unbelief of people not trusting in him, even with such a miracle, even with such a sign to show who he is, that he is the Messiah, that he is God, that he is the one who can raise the dead, but also the one who will raise those who believe on the last day and he's the one that can give eternal life and so jesus was deeply moved and outraged and he wept so the final part is they led jesus to the tomb of lazarus and here we're gonna see the great demonstration he delayed he declared and now he's gonna demonstrate let me read verses 39 to 43 to finish this last part so jesus said take away the stone martha the sister of the dead man said to him lord by this time there will be an odor for he is been dead for four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone, and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this on account of the people standing around that they may believe that you sent me. 
when he had said these things, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. And I'm going to read verse 44. The man who had died came out, his hands and feet bound with linen stripes and his face wrapped with a cloth. Jesus said to to them, unbind him and let him go. What a fantastic scene. Here Jesus made the declaration early on and he was brought to the tomb. And just imagine the tension. There were lots of people standing. They opened the tomb. And here we see Martha was saying that his brother was already stinking. He was already smelling. There was an odor coming out. It was almost an impossible situation. But then the glory was displayed. And here we see the difference of all Jesus' miracle. It was perfectly timed. And this is how God wanted it. You see, it wasn't about Mary and Martha, even about Lazarus. It's all about God. You see, our troubles, our situation... Even though God cares, he uses those things for his own glory. And here we see the display of the glory of Christ, how everything was perfectly timed. And this is something that would trigger what will cause his suffering for you and I, for the sin of the world, but also for those who will put their faith in him. And what I find really interesting It's the prayer. It says, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me. But I said this on account of the people standing around that they may believe that you sent me. There is so much in this prayer. You see, Jesus was thanking God, the Father, already. He knew that this will happen. And some people... Some theologians, some commentators believe that the way Jesus prayed here, it seems as if since he had the news about Lazarus, he started praying to the Father about it. So here he was praying in a way that he knew that the Father has already agreed. The Father has answered. We see the Trinity at display here. In this miracle, the Son spoke. And the father answered. And then the Holy Spirit raised Lazarus from the dead. It's absolutely awesome. We see a Trinitarian God at display here. But also the preview of future resurrection for those who will believe. For all those who will hear the voice of Jesus on the last day and will rise from the dead. And Lazarus. came forth from the grave and Jesus says unbound him what a spectacular miracle what an incredible authentication of who Jesus is that he is God there is none like him and you see this miracle triggered two responses that's the case of Jesus You have to choose him or reject him. 
And here it displayed his glory and his disciples' faith must have skyrocketed. And we learned that many people believed in him, but others didn't. They rather went and told the Jewish leaders and there they plotted to kill Jesus because they said that everyone will believe because you cannot deny such an incredible miracle. And so we learned that Jesus Christ is God. And as we've seen from the turning um, from the turning of water into wine to the raising of Lazarus, John is making a case that Jesus is God and that he we should believe in him and to continue to believe in him. That's the purpose of the book of John. And that Christ is king and that Christ is God. So what's your response? Do you believe in Jesus? If you're not, you need to put your faith in him. Because one day, you will have to answer to God. And would you be able to defend yourself in front of God? But for some of you who are facing challenges, you gotta remember that God is greater than your challenges. And in your difficulty, His glory can be displayed. And you can ask yourself the question, God, what are you teaching me? And what do you want me to learn from this? But as you put your faith in Him, He will help you, His grace will sustain you. But also He will give you breakthrough if that's according to His will. God, I thank you that you are the sovereign God, that you sent your son who came in history, the one who knew no sin became sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I pray that faith will rise up in the hearts of those who hear this and that they will see the beauty and the glory of you, Jesus, and what you've done for us. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, thank you that you're the one who saves us. You called us from a place of darkness into your glorious light. I bless your holy name. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the podcast. I hope you found it helpful. If you have any question, please email the Gospel Reveal Podcast at gmail.com. That is the Gospel Reveal Podcast at gmail.com. Further readings will be John 11. Also, can I ask you to please subscribe and share this podcast? Thanks for listening. Till the next time. Bye.